Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Please, bef- before you sit, before you sit, I want you to lift up your hands to God this morning. Just tell him to speak to you this morning. Tell him to open your heart. Tell him if, if there's any hindrance, anything that is a barrier for you hearing what he has for you this morning, that God should take it away. That what you need to hear to move you forward, to put you in that place where God wants you to be that God is going to say it to you this morning. He will speak to your heart, he will speak to your situation, and he will give you new life and new hope. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Please be seated. This is very interesting. The last time I preached, I was on the same level as everyone. Right now, I'm one step higher. God is elevating my status, guys. It's such a privilege to preach here. (laughs) I've always wondered what it would be like to preach in this auditorium. And I get to see it. Um, I think it's a privilege, and I'm really grateful to God. Um, Like PJ said, I will be continuing the series, Fight For It. And I'm going to go the way PJ always does, by sharing a family story. <laughs> Today, I'm not, I'm not going to share about him. We'll keep that for another time. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm a mom of three. I have a one, a five, and a seven. And one of the most common words in my vocabulary every single day, I can't tell you how many times I say this, in one day as a mom is no. Absolutely not. No. And it's only because with kids, when they want something, they don't care about anything. They want this, they want that, or they're getting into the wrong things, or they're trying to manipulate me. So we kind of go into this power struggle, and it's always, no. Why? Because mommy said no. Why? Because kids of nowadays, they don't understand. I remember growing up, if, you said, if they said no, you just take the no and you go. <laughs> My kids want to question me like, but why? Why can't I have it? Mom, you're being mean. You're hurting my feelings. They're always trying to blackmail me. And I still keep to my what? No. There's a new age type of parenting now. If you go online, I mean, this is, this is real, guys. It's called yes parenting where a parent is expected to say yes to their kids as much as possible. The theory is that it teaches kids to be independent early and how to recognize their needs. So if your kid wants to have sweet before going to bed, or if they say they don't want to go to school, you say no. What am I saying? You see? Um, (laughs) No is normal for me. (laughs) You say yes. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I can never be a yes parent. It will not happen, not in my time, or hopefully in the time of my children. Um, 
But essentially what this means is just, we have a heavenly father. God is our heavenly father. And we're his children. And every time we go to God and we ask him for something, and the answer he says is no. We become like my kids. We question him. We get angry. We say, God, you're so mean. Why can't you just do what I asked you for? Why is that so difficult? But we forget that as a parent, he's protecting you. Many times when I say no, it's not because I'm trying to be mean. It's because I know that if I allow them do that thing, if I allow them get that thing, it's not for their benefit. It's a difference between what they need and what they want, right? So I don't always give them what they want, but I provide what they need, right? That's my program as a parent. Now, the dictionary defines no. It's, it's so interesting. I was asking myself, what does no mean? Like, we say no all the time, but I had to go and, like, check the dictionary. <laughs> like, I know in my head what it means, but I had to check. No is just a negative response. So it could be absolutely not. It could be no. It could be nada. It could be whatever. Basically, you're not getting what you want. That's what it means. Some people say it's an exclamation from a negative reaction. No. And it's interesting that when we think about prayer and asking anything from God, we always expect a yes. Right? In doctrine, in church, we talk about God's promises. You know, even when we are taught about faith, it's essentially for the end product of what? A yes. After all, the Bible says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call on me. That's what everybody will quote, right? Call upon me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God said that. So we always say that back to God. You said I should call you. You said you will answer me. But does the answer have to be a yes? No is also an answer, right? So when we preach about faith, when we talk about God, we're always quoting the scripture. Exceeding abundantly. More than I ask or think. That's what he would do for me. Eyes I have not seen. We bombard God with all his promises. The expectation is that the answer will be affirmative, right? So we do not prepare. We usually don't prepare for what happens if the answer is a no. We never know what to do. I mean, when the answer is a yes, you know, oh, right away, you want to praise, praise reports. You want to share with your friends. We, we know what to do when the answer is a yes. You go on social media, you post it, you know, need everybody to know that this is happening. But we never know what to do when we get a no. We're never prepared for it. We get disoriented, we get confused, we get angry, right? We believe that if God won't give us what we want, it's because he doesn't understand what that thing means to me. It's like we go back and we want to convince him that that stuff is important. God, don't you get it? This stuff is important. Oh. Do you want me to be embarrassed before my friends? You know how many people have told that I, I have this thing and I'm expecting this thing, and then you're giving me a no? Like, what for now? That's kind of a thing. Some of us, we think it's bad connection. You know when you're on the phone and you're hearing the static or the critic? You're like, God, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Like, so we go back and we, we pray more. Because we need to fight for it. I mean, I'm not saying when the answer is no, you should always take no. 
But those are our natural responses. If we get a no, is that I need to go back. I need to convince God about why this is important. And I have to also make sure he can hear me. Right? That's a natural thing. <laughs> but God's not deaf to our cries. He's not deaf to the pain, the hurt that you feel. But sometimes the reason why he says no is beyond our understanding. We can't understand it in this lifetime. And we can't, we'll have to wait till we get to heaven to ask some of those questions. And those are the most difficult times because we say, if God truly loves me and cares about me, why doesn't he do what I want? I always say something, and it's funny because somebody told me at my internship this year, because of all the testimonies and things that I've been sharing, she's like, Faith, man, this is your year. I mean, it's all yes for you this year. And I had to tell her one day, I was like, you know how many no's I got before I got the yes? Even the internship was after 15 no's from 17 applications. This year, as I was wrapping up internship, I said, oh my gosh, I need to get a job before I finish internship and everything. Applied, changed my resume, did all the upgrades and all the blah. And I was just like, no, we've gone with someone else. We need someone with more experience. You're a fresh graduate. You're not what we're looking for. No, no, no. And it was like, God, what is going on? I pray, I fasted. This isn't about delay. You know, sometimes it's even better if the answer is delayed. But this one, you're getting emails saying no. If God is not saying it in your ear, somebody is saying it to you. No. Like, so I'm not confused. I'm hearing the no. It's like, what's going on? But I have to testify. I got a yes. The perfect time. I got a yes. Right on time. In short, I was so frustrated in July. I was supposed to have a second interview. You know, this like was the place that I was looking forward to and was supposed to be settled before I came back. And the day I was supposed to do the Skype interview, Skype messed me up. Skype decided not to work. And then the lady was like, we're sorry. We're gonna have to wait till you move back to Maryland. I was like, don't you get this? I need this job. Like, so that when I move to Maryland, like I start like, right away. She's like, no, I, I'm sorry, but she didn't even say, oh, let's try Skype tomorrow. She was like, uh, 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 we have to wait. But that extra two weeks gave me the confidence and the boldness. And when I did the interview and they asked me what I wanted to earn, when they gave me their range, I said, I'm sorry, I can't accept that. Amen. She was like, what? <laughs> she was like, but you just graduated and this is how much we pay for newly. I was like, do you know what I'm bringing to your organization? Because guess what? That week, I, was, I just finished prayer and fasting. With my husband, we've been praying and fasting the whole week for this answer. It was Friday, the last day of that prayer and fasting. And I told God, today is the day. I don't know where that boldness came from. But I was like, what's the worst thing that can happen? No. Eh, we'll move on. So when she gave me the range and I said, I'm sorry, that wasn't what I was expecting. I actually had it. She said, you had something else in mind? I said, yeah. She's like, but your resume says you didn't really do clinical work. You did research. I said, go back to that resume and check it again. I have been doing clinical work for over six years. And you got to know what you're bringing, right? 
And I was like, this is what I want. Oh, I'm sorry, these numbers, we don't pay anybody that amount. We have to go back, I have to consult to. I said, consult with whoever you want. <laughs> you have the whole weekend. I'll be this was Friday, I said, I, I will wait. I'll be expecting a response by Monday. Guess what, she called me 20 minutes later. She said, oh, I spoke to my person and we, 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 we think we can work with that. But you kind of have to meet us in the middle. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Actually, wait, hold on. So that salary range is based on the fact that I'm bringing a master's license in. But I have a doctorate. And I'll be doing my licensing exam before the end of this year. So does my rate change when I get the doctoral license? She's like, I think we should start with the master's. So I'm like, ah. I don't want to start. And then you tell me no later. But the whole point of this was I had gotten so many no's. I'd become immune to no. Like, I mean, what? You tell me you don't want to give me, oh, okay. We'll move on. Because I had built so much confidence in God. I've got, I can't even begin to tell you all the no's that I've gotten. But long story short, I got them working that weekend. On Saturday, Saturday, their office was not open on Saturday. They opened for my sake sent me my contract with the figure that I wanted. I haven't gotten the license, but I already know what I'm going to be getting. Amen. But then, some people are sitting there and you're like, oh, lucky you. You know, look at you. Some of you are already jealous of me. It's okay. When you're getting your yes and I was getting my no. We were not in the same room, but hey, that's, that's for another day. But the question we always ask is, why not me? Why is this happening to everybody else and not me? Some reasons I can share with you. It doesn't cover it all, but I can just share because this might be something that can help. One of the reasons is because we pray for opposite things. If two people are praying on the same day, basic one, winter, someone is praying for snow, somebody is praying God, I need the paycheck if I work today. Like, I literally need to work today because I need to make that money. And somebody is saying, ah, I hope it snows so they can, they can cancel my exam. Those are two opposing prayers in the same area. What's God supposed to do? One person will get a yes and one person will get a no. It either will snow and it won't get the snow. Same thing. One person is saying, oh my gosh, you know, I have feelings for this person. I really hope that they would like me back. Another person is like, yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> and God is like, hey, CEO, and I have bigger plans for this person. I have somebody else for you. But you are so stuck on this person. So somebody will get a yes, and someone will get a no. God is not a magician. <laughs> Another reason is that some prayers that we pray is to take away someone else's free will. We say, God, please force that person to give me what I want. We want to take away somebody else's free will. Your parents already told you they don't want to do something. But you're being manipulative, you're being Christian. So you put it in the guise of prayer. God, let this person. Because you're thinking about your own benefit, not the other person. What they will have to give up, what they will have to sacrifice to do what it is that you want. And in that case, God got to say no to someone and yes to someone else. 
Besides, free will is one of those things that God doesn't play with. He gave us free will for a reason. If he won't take away your own free will and gives you the choice of yes or no every single day, why should he do that to somebody else? So we forget that, but we don't get what we want, and we just conclude that God favors some people. And that, so ask yourself, what kind of prayer are you praying? And this, is, this third one is probably the hardest one. You know, when I was studying for this and I thought about all the reasons why this one would be very hard, it was difficult for me to be able to come here and come and say this point. But one of the reasons why, not me, why is my prayer not answered? Actually, when we're praying for someone else, in the case of healing, you know, death, disease, why? Why, why, why would I be the one hit with cancer? Why would my mom die when I was so young? Why are there natural disasters? Why do bad things happen to good people? And this one, <laughs> this is hard. God does not intend for us to live forever. He knows the number of everyone's days. So when we pray and we say, Lord, help me fulfill the number of my days. God created you. Some people were created to be on this earth for two hours. Some people were literally created to be here for 25 years. One of the most inevitable things in life is death. The fact that you're here now, I don't mean to dampen the mood, but the fact that you're here now is only because you are meant to be here. The number of your days you don't know. The only person who has that statistic is your creator. If he decides to turn off that light, there's nothing. So while it's painful for the people left behind, and the answer is, why did I pray? Why did I fast? Why did that person get a healing and my mom didn't get a healing? Why was there hurricane and death and all of these things in some parts of the world and some people don't have it? The answer is only God knows why. None of us have the answer. And many of us, until we get to heaven, before we can ask him why. You know, during Hurricane Katrina, which was huge, New Orleans, many people were saying, oh, it was a punishment from heaven. God sent Hurricane to destroy New Orleans because of all the scene and all the things going on there. Guess what? Of all the parts of New Orleans that were destroyed, the red light district, the most sinful part of New Orleans was intact. So if it's God's punishment, who do you think should get the flood? Do we understand that? Are we ever going to understand that? Nope. A denied request is the ultimate test of your faith. And it's also the time that God wants you to trust him the most. When you get that denial, guess what? It's a message. God is looking at your heart in that moment. Many of us walk away from God. We've walked away from our faith and our relationship with God because of all the denials we've gotten from God. Our relationship with God is very transactional. 
if you do this for me, I will love you. And if you don't, I'm out. Reasons why God says no. So before I said, no, why not me? But I want to share just three reasons why God will say no. And I don't want you to use these reasons when you go meet someone who's going through something difficult. Don't say anything if you don't have anything to say. Because I found out when people are going through stuff and you are there as their friend, you'll be giving counsel that you have nothing, you know nothing about. I'm not giving you this reason so that the next time someone comes to meet you, I don't know why my prayer was not answered. You say, oh, I know why. This is why. Number one, number two. Nuh-uh. That's not the reason. This is just for you to know and to understand. So you can maybe use that to build your faith. Number one reason, God has a bigger perspective. He sees what you can see. He sees tomorrow. He knows the domino effect of a yes or a no. He knows if he gives you that job, he knows what will happen right after. He knows if he gives you that guy to marry, your life will be miserable. But you want to marry so bad that you don't care about the answer. But God has a perspective. He sees what you don't see. And guess what? He's a parent, right? He loves you too much to give you what you want. He knows the consequences. <laughs> you don't know. So you're upset. But he loves you too much to give you everything you, have, you ask for him. You think Daniel didn't go to God to pray? When he knew there was a plot to throw him in the lion. Oh, who wants to go into the lion's den? But God wanted a bigger story. He has perspective. If Daniel's story was that he didn't go in the lion's den, would we be talking about him today? Sometimes some people's glory is after they're gone. So what's going on for you now might seem painful, but that might be the testimony that generations after you we used to remember it. But you don't see generations. You don't see how this is impacting your children or your children's children. All you see is right now. Right? All you're seeing is right now. But God sees more than that. So when God put Daniel in the lion's den, he knew what he was doing. Second, he has a better plan. He has a bigger plan. Isaiah 55 from verse 8 to 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, plural, higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Basically what this means is that God has more than one way of doing something. Because he did not do it the way you want it, does not mean he's not going to do it. He just has a different way of doing it. Ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. You are thinking logic. You're thinking where you are now. You're thinking circumstances. Right? But God sees bigger. He sees better. He has a bigger plans. Big, um, bigger plan. Excuse me. So when he answers, he wants to use the best way to answer, not the easiest way. We all want the easiest way, the quickest way. We live in a microwave generation, so we want it quick. Three minutes, we're done. That's how fast we want God to answer us. But God is going to use the best way because he wants to build your character. 
He wants to grow your faith. So if he gave it to you so easy, what are you learning from it? What are you taking out of it? How do you become better? I got so many no's, I had to go tweak my resume. Not because I wanted to lie on my resume, but that was when I realized, eh. I looked at my resume, I was like, I won't hire me. I was looking, I was like, ah, no wonder. <laughs> I will not hire myself, just based on what I put there. But I needed that time, I needed the no to realize it. I was going to Pittsburgh, even though my desire was to stay in Maryland for my internship, and I was like, God, why? Why are you separating me from my family? Why are you giving me all this extra work? I have to travel back and forth. But there was a bigger story. I can't imagine now if I did my internship here in Maryland. There was a bigger plan. Amen? I'm sure some of you will look back now and realize that some of those prayers you wanted yes to, you are thankful to God that he said no. But we won't admit it. But many of you know, looking back, if God gave you that job, if he gave you that money, if he gave you that thing you desired, that guy, that girl, <laughs> you know this. Now you are seeing the consequences. <laughs> Another reason is he has a greater purpose. He has a great, God would never let your prayers interfere with your purpose. If your prayers is going to interfere with what he has planned for you, he won't give you that thing. He will never interfere with your purpose. There are times when we have to also recognize that God's purpose for you is bigger than anything you can ever imagine. Psalm 57 verse 2 says, I cry out to God most high to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. There are times when we have to suffer for the benefits of other people. You are thinking about your pain, but God is thinking about the greater purpose. He's thinking about how that pain will lead you to purpose. Many people have found purpose in pain. We have a lot of nonprofit organizations, major organizations that came out because someone lost a loved one to cancer. Someone, it wasn't easy for them at that time. But you know how many lives have been saved because of that? And you are thinking about you. But God has a greater purpose. So don't waste your pain. Don't waste the hurt. Ask God, what's the greater purpose? Because guess what? If you know what the greater purpose is, it will make that pain worth it. As I wrap up tonight, the question we then have to ask is, what do I do? What do I do when God says no? It's all well and good to know why, but what do I do when God says no? The first thing you need to do is to trust that God does everything. He does everything for you in goodness and love. Everything. It's difficult to think that someone loves you when you're in pain and you're hurt. But if he didn't love you, he would give you everything you wanted. But that's not love, right? That's not love. It's because of his love for you, because of his goodness. That's why he's saying no. 
Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. All things, even the no's, even the rejections, even the pain. That might be difficult to see in the moment, but it's in goodness and it's in love. Three ways to respond to God's love and God's response is to resist it, to resent it, or to relax in it. Sometimes when I get a no and I have prayed, I have done everything I know to do, and the answer is still a no, I have learned to just relax in it. Because I know that's how God works with me. You have to know how God works with you. I have learned that God works with me by giving me no's first. It's a tough place to be when you're only in your early 30s and you kind of know that the nose will come first. But that's where I am. That's what I've learned. This is how God works with me. So when I get no, yes is no. Another no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know the yes is coming. I just don't know when. So I'm going to just relax. I stopped killing myself at that point. Because I know God is doing it for my own what? My good. Number two. Say the prayer that Jesus prayed, Jesus' prayer when he was facing the cross. Remember Jesus went to the garden and he was asking God. I mean, God said no to his own son. Jesus. What was going to happen to Jesus was so painful that even Jesus himself could not take it. He went to the garden of Gethsemane. I'm like, if you can. I know you can. Let me read it. Mark 14 36. He says, Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. <laughs> Please take this cup of suffering away from me. And then what did he say? Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. So three things to do when you're praying Jesus' prayer. Affirm God's power. He can do all things. The fact that he says no to you doesn't mean he can't do it. He can do the impossible. He can change times and seasons for your sake. Affirm his power. Number two, there's nothing wrong with asking again. No. Ezekiah went back to God when Isaiah told him he was going to die. He said, but God, I've served you. Jesus was saying, please take this cup. There's nothing wrong with going back to God and saying again. Just in case, maybe I missed something the first time I asked. But let me ask this again. There's nothing wrong with that. So you can ask with passion again. God added 15 years to Ezekiah's life. He's the first person who said he would die. But then he went back and God said, okay, you know what? I thought about it again. I'll give you 15 years. But ultimately, accept God's plan. Because if he decides that his no is his no, you kind of have to accept it. Those are the three things from Jesus' prayer. And the last thing is to expect God to give you the grace to handle his answer. Expect him to give you the grace to handle what? You need grace. <laughs> Paul had... I'm not sure if people have read that part of the scripture, but there was something that was a thorn in Paul's flesh. 
and he had asked God repeatedly to take away this thorn. Theologians and many people have theorized it might be that he had a disease or an illness or an handicap or something. People don't know exactly what it was. But Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10, he said, three times I begged God to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can walk through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults, hardships, persecutions, troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Grace is God's power to handle the pain, to handle whatever it is that he brings your way. The power to do the right thing, even when it's painful. That's grace. So what do you do the next time you get no? Recognize his love and his goodness. Pray the prayer Jesus prayed. You can still go back in prayer and ask for grace to handle the answer. Because while that answer might not seem like what you want in the moment, there's a greater purpose, a bigger perspective, and a bigger plan that God has for you. If you cannot trust God, it's because you don't know him. The difficulty here is not about the answer. It's understanding why the answer comes about. I know many people come to church seeking answers. Why does God do these things? Why does God let this happen? But if you don't know this God that we're talking about, you can't understand why he does what he does. A relationship with Christ is the first thing that helps you to build that relationship with God. And remember I said earlier, there are some answers you will not get here on earth. Many of these answers are in heaven. And what's the easiest and best way to make it to heaven? A relationship. If you don't have that, then you will not have a chance to ask the questions that you want. Eternity is real. We think only about what's going on here on earth. But we forget there's heaven. There's life after here. There are people who we've lost here who we'll see again in eternity. New Age Gospel doesn't talk about eternity. But when you recognize that there's a bigger purpose and you get a bigger plan, then you recognize that what we are doing here is temporary. Where God is taking us is the ultimate. If you don't have a relationship with Christ this morning, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you right now, sitting where you are, search your heart. You probably came to church and you're still angry at God. You resent him for all the no's you've gotten. But God is saying, I have a plan. I love you. I care about you. I want you to, have a re- I want you to know me so you can trust me. Make your mind up today to have that relationship with him. I want us to bow our heads. 
Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.